Hey, it's Steve, and this is the first ever World Gone Good Cutting Room Floor bonus content. Content, content, content. I came up with that title myself. Sometimes I get too much stuff to put in the regular episodes. This would be one of those sometimes. So here, enjoy. It's a little extraness of myself and my buddy Barry J. We're chatting it up all about our three favorite good scary movies. We'll go back and forth. What are your top three horror movies of all time? You give one and I'll give one. Go. Okay. Easy. And I was discussing it today with the AC Fix-It guy. Um, <laughs> no, he literally, he literally came in and we were wearing masks. Um, 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 oh, actually, he was the plumbing guy. My, my, my apologies. We have two people here. But, um, and he was great. And one of the masks was Night of the Living Dead. So that's the answer to your question. And he loves the movie. And I actually ordered two Night of the Living Dead hats by accident from Fright Rags, and I gave him one of it. And, um, and he was he was like like it was Christmas. And we talked. I showed him my autographed frame picture of George Romero and um, my Night of the Living Dead stuff that I have. It is so ahead of its time. What George Romero sacrificed and, and invested in himself to make it has always inspired me. To have Dwayne, um, Dwayne Johnson as the lead, a black man in 1968, right after Martin Luther King mm-hmm. um, was assassinated, to lead this movie was George Romero didn't even realize he just picked the right actor, which is the way it should be. Um, but to me, it was groundbreaking. It was the birth birth of the zombie, even though they never used the word um, in the movie. It is. Without a doubt, one of my master class go-to movies for horror. Well, one for me that is speaks to me because we're both writers and it really affected me as a child and in the writing. And I, I kind of did something, uh, an homage, if you will. There's a movie called The Changeling with George C. Scott. Mm, yes. Which is one of my top three horror movies of all time. It's more of a thriller, but it is scary as fuck. And it is so um, chilling, his performance. And he's in it with his, his then wife at the time, um, who plays uh, a realtor. And there's only a handful of characters in this movie, but it is a mm-hmm. simple ghost story um, with such a great twist and, and so many great turns and, and performances. And he's so terrific in it. And it's the littlest of things where he'll walk out of a room and they'll keep the, the really long angle, a wide angle of the shot and the blurred in the background blurred because it's not a mm-hmm. focus. The door will open and then it racks itself and clears up and you see the door open on its own kind of, kind of a movie. But then it builds and builds and builds. That to me, that movie terrified me as a child. I watched that on the East Coast on Long Island at the like 4.30 movie with my sister. She was like, have you ever seen this? Oh my God, it's amazing. It was like 1982 or 81. Scared the living shit out of me. I mean, yeah, it's it's classic horror. It is yeah. a, such an eerie ghost story. And it 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 peels itself like an onion. The layers just, it just keeps more and more as he goes deeper into what the story is. And he's phenomenal. He's a he's phenomenal so actor. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> and it is beautifully shot. It's oh, just it's it's so, old it's old 1940s shot. It's yes, it's, it's yes. so like majestic and there is a fire at the end of that movie and this it's got to be a stunt double but and I'm sure we're in a set. 
But this person walks up this stairwell while it falls out behind him, real fire. This isn't CGI. This isn't green screen. And it's insane. I'm like, who who agreed to do that stunt? (laughs) (laughs) Somebody who loves horror. The opening, it grabs you right, oh my God, right at the beginning. Yeah, because it's a great setup. It's a perfect setup. Great setup. Sets them up in in 60 seconds and you go, okay, I got it. What's another one for you? Oh, it's the other go-to and it's neck and neck with Night of the Living Dead. It is the original John Carpenter's Halloween. Oh yeah, that's mine too. My father, my father who did not go to the movies, and I, I, I have only one memory, two memories ever in my life of my father at the movies, and one of them is him taking me to Halloween. Now, not to get into the dad thing, but we weren't the closest growing up, and I still, looking back, have no clue how I got him to take me underage to, <laughs> not that underage, but sure. underage sure. to see Halloween. He, I remember looking, I was being terror. I was terrified. And I remember looking over at him and he looked terrified. We were, people were screaming at the screen when she dropped the knife and he's behind her. And it was the first experience I had of people yelling at the character on the screen, the music, the five, four time, the, the point of view camera, the simplicity of the story, the look of Michael Myers, the performance of Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, uh, and obviously, you know, to her mom to see, you know, that be passed down. I was like, oh, it's a whole new chapter. And uh, it was everything to me. It, that to me was like horror film school. And it still is. I still go back to that movie and I learn something like every time I watch it. Now, I'll tell you one thing about the movie that you'll never look at it the same way again. So when Jamie Lee Curtis runs across the street and she's, Tommy, Tommy, wake up. And she throws the plant, the little, the little mm-hmm, plant mm-hmm. up the thing. She's banging on the door. She's banging on the door. She's banging yes. on the door. The doorknob is on the right. When Tommy opens the door, the doorknob is on the left. I've ruined Halloween for you. You will never oh. unsee it. <laughs> I noticed this. I noticed this. Oh, my God. I was a kid, and I'm like, the doorknob just moved because it was a set. You know I'm going to go look at that scene now after we're done. (laughs) You know what always got me about that scene? It's from the first, and like, I loved it because there was so much tension, but I thought, isn't he to her by now? What's your big third? Do you have a, what's your trifecta on a perfect night of of horror? Oh, it's hard because I'm a franchise fanatic. And I like the originals, of course, of each. It's going to be neck and neck with Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. And I go back and forth. Sure. I mean, they're just, it's just hard. Those are just, my room is covered in these four movies. So it's, I just have such a a love affair with each of them for their own reasons. Yeah, Freddy was fun. Much like, much like, fun. And much like, um, like, I know what you did last summer. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I cheat a little bit. I cheat because um, I cheat because it's not technically a Halloween themed movie. It's a Fourth of July themed movie, but it's a horror movie, and that's Jaws. And um, Jaws is my probably one of my all time favorite movies of all time. But it's my it is it is my all time horror movie favorite. It's so brilliant in that um, the scares in that are so good and the jumps in that are so good. And the unknown is what is so fucking scary. Oh, the unknown is terrifying. Have you, have you seen Creature from the Black Lagoon? The original? Yes. I don't know that I've ever seen the original. Okay. So when you watch the original, which I assume you will after I tell you this, 
sure. There is a shot underwater with the, 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 the gal swimming, and we see her legs and the oh. creature coming up on her, and it's like, son of a bitch. Yeah. I bet he, I bet he got this shot idea right here because it's, it's shot just like it. Well, he ripped off Hitchcock the entire fucking movie. I mean, like it was, (laughs) and he admits to it. I've seen him in interviews admit to it that he just, he was a Hitchcock fan and he shot it like Hitchcock. And he also, when he took it over because Peter Benchley wrote it and they had another director, he brought in um, uh, uh, Carl Gottlieb. I can't believe I'm remembering these names. Carl Gottlieb was a writer for um, The Odd Couple and he and Steven Spielberg had gone to college together. And he said, Steven, you really want me to write a movie about a shark and he said no i want you to write a family movie that just happens to have a shark in it and he, wow. he lightened up the script because peter benchley peter benchley is the reporter in the movie there's a, a scene on the beach that's peter benchley actually and um, oh, okay he wrote the original hit novel but he based it as many writers do you know you know point by point beat by beat based on his original novel he made the screenplay but steven didn't feel it was working so he brought in somebody to lighten the damn thing up and you don't think of Jaws lightened up, but think there are a lot of really funny fucking moments because again, sure. there's such a there's such a narrow line between scare and laughter. Yes, yes, and there's a lot of movies that that prove doing you know being scared while you're laughing at the same time is very possible and really cool. Thanks for listening to the bonus content. Until next time, be good.